This is All Things Considered. I'm Jonathan Wilson. Now it's time for Anacostia Unmapped. Neighborhoods constantly shift, and Anacostia is in the midst of a big change. But let's go back today to the Great Migration, when tens of thousands of African Americans left the South for northern cities, and many stopped right here in Washington, D.C. Here's Katie Davis to tell us more. Charlene Butler Rutgers' family was shaped by migration. Her grandfather came to Anacostia in 1945, right in the thick of it. And then almost all of his brothers and sisters followed him to Washington, D.C., to Anacostia. Here is contributor John Johnson with Charlene Butler Rucker. My grandparents were from North Carolina, and when they moved to Washington, D.C., and when they moved here, they purchased a home, and they had, um, as the family from North Carolina migrated to the district, they would stay in with my grandparents until they were able to get out and buy, purchase their own home. Uh, my grandparents eventually um, moved into the Howard Road property, and it was a new development at the time. They were the original owners of the, uh, at the time. And uh, believe it or not, there was only two bedrooms in the basement. There were, uh, at the time, there were only seven of us, and we were all living in this little house. Okay, so can don't you, ask me how I, we made I, it. That's what I was about to ask. I was don't like, ask. what was your day like? Like, what time I, did you get up in the morning? Do you, you know remember? What? All I can remember is having a place to sleep and having a good time. Okay. To me, we had, to me, it was like we lived in a mansion. Uh, And I look at the closets and I ask myself, how did we, where did we put everything? But keeping in mind, we didn't have 50 pairs of shoes back then. We didn't have uh, the luxury of having seven or ten outfits, you know. Okay. So this is a lot of the, this is probably why we made it. <laughs> you talk about Anacostia before, like mm, drugs right. and, and things of that kind of hit all of these, these African-American communities. You think that has a, anything to do with um, your perspective on how um, things have changed? I, I think what's, uh, yes and no. I, I think what's happening, um, the family structure is being, I, I think people are becoming too dependent upon the government doing for them and not realizing that you can't sit back and wait for the government to do. You have to become creative and get out here and make a way. There was a time when um, perhaps a, a family weren't able to take care of their obligations for a month or during one month, but we they got out here and they sold fish dunners, they did baked goods, they sold things. People are getting away from being creative and making a living out here. So you were in the era of the rent party? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times people, a lot of the young people, they may not have the support. They may not have, I had my grandparents. Uh, We had the great grandparents. We had the uncle. We had the aunts. We had a, a circle of people that we could go to and friends that we could go to if needed. And I find a lot of people are just don't have the support. Um, you, you, you also, something I, that I know about you that I, you, you talk a lot about family. On Sundays, you have a very like strict policy with your, with your daughters about uh, this dinner that you always yeah. have. Well, well we, we did things together as a family on Sunday. After church, there was one great aunt that we met. She lived in the um, H Street. And we met at her house on Sundays, and we ate there. We had meals. She would, she loved cooking. She would cook, and everybody would come over to eat. That was our social. That's when the family got together. And I just felt that growing up, we, my mom did it, 
And when my mom passed, I said, I've got to keep this tradition going. This is one way of just family getting together because we're just so busy. We just don't have time a lot to get together with family. And I think this is just a time for us to get together, reminisce, and just sit down and enjoy a meal and conversation. Uh, again, this is one way of keeping the family together because if you don't have tradition, you family's just lost, you know, and we I don't want to see this. I tell I tell my granddaughter, when I transition, I want you to make sure that the family get together on Sunday. Uh, now when my granddaughter, um, if one of the family members are not there at a certain time, we eat at five o'clock on Sunday. And when one family member is not there at five, she'll get on the phone and call. Okay. So, and I this have a, is what, a scorning process. I, this is what I want <laughs> her to continue. When grandmommy <laughs> transition, I want her to continue this family tradition on uh, on Sundays. So she will make sure she has everyone's number. Yes, yes. Just in case. Okay. Yeah. So how do you see Anacostia transitioning or maintaining any of its uh, charm as development moves east of the river? <laughs> well, I can see a lot of it being lost. And this happens with time. You know, nothing stays the same. But I can see what I see happening in Anacostia they're building, people are moving into Anacostia, and they're not respecting uh, the traditions of those that help build the Anacostia area. It's okay to make a change, but don't forget about what this area stands for. Don't forget about the, the senior, like we have a senior on my block that's 94. Okay, when you move into an area, if you have some complaints, don't call D.C. government with the complaint. Get to know who your neighbor is and go to your neighbor, and perhaps maybe they're not able to cut the grass because they don't have money to pay for that. So you volunteer to do it. So when you come into the Anacostia area, come here as a friend. Come here not being critical about when you see the guys on the street because you don't know why they're staying out. Maybe he's out there because this is the only means of him putting food on his table and he has no education or maybe even if he has the education we know how difficult it is to find a job so when you come into the area embrace the area as though you are a guest coming here and you want to be accepted as a family member and to be accepted as a family member you need to throw you need to make yourself a little more friendlier when right you come so don't, to don't come to Anacostia trying to settle it no don't right <laughs> come here and just just try to enhance what's here right and embrace the culture that, yeah. that's already here yeah. That's John Johnson speaking with Charlene Butler Rucker. Anacostia Unmapped is a project of Finding America, a project of local lore, a national production from AIR, the Association of Independence in Radio, and we have support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Katie Davis. And one more note, our June 29th Anacostia Unmapped story about the Pearl incorrectly stated that Samuel Edmondson reunited with both of his sisters— in fact, he only reunited with one, Amelia.